Hello, everybody, and welcome back to MLW in the Zone, a podcast where we talk all about MLW and the news notes from around it. Hi, everybody. My name is Declan or Mallard's Y, or Depressed Mallard's fan on Instagram. And today I have Trevor Bonham on the line right now. Um, he is the Midwest Mallard's um, secondary pitcher, um, game two pitcher, however you want to say it. Um, and he's here to talk about his rookie season um, and uh, what he felt and uh, what he felt during it and um, basically how he found Wiffable. So, Trevor, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the fans? Hi, I'm uh, Trevor. I uh, played for the Mallards, and uh, it was my first season this year. I was a rookie. Yeah, so that's uh, that's Trevor for you guys. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, basically, I wanted to get Trevor on here because, um, as you know, I'm a huge Mallards fan, um, and, uh, you know, uh, I've been watching MLW for, uh, three years now, um, and, uh, basically, uh, Trevor, how did you find MLW, and what has your wiffle ball experience, um, been before you, uh, started playing? Uh, well, when I was a kid, you know, everyone kind of threw their wiffle ball around and stuff. I played baseball with my friends, so we were all on a team for a good amount of time, and that was just something we did to pass the time, have fun. But uh, we started playing in my friend's backyard in, like, I don't know, I'd say 2014 or something when we started high school. And uh, I don't know, uh, me and Chris started uh, talking a lot about uh, wiffle ball after we we're playing and uh we found uh mlw and we both really enjoyed it so we told uh georgie and jason about it and it just grew from there we loved it ever since and just kept on watching so you and cheatham were really the two guys who started it and you just kind of told georgie and chadwick about it i mean i wouldn't yeah well we were the first ones to chris told me about mlw on youtube so that's where we started watching it, and I would say we were the first ones to start watching it, but I'm not going to say Jordy and uh, Jason are any less fans or whatever. They, they started watching around the same time, but Chris was the one to tell me about it. Yeah, so you guys been watching it for a while then, right? Yes, I have been watching it for a while. It's uh, I've always been a Preds fan, at least when I was a fan. <laughs> that was before the Mallards got me. Yeah, uh, so um, how, how did you feel about being drafted? And I know you talked about it a little bit. Um, I, I think you were on, um, like, I think it was one of your pregame interviews where you talked about how, like, you didn't want the Cobras to pick you and you thought the Cobras were going to pick you or something Oh, that like was, that. yeah, that was an interview between uh, an Instagram uh, account. But, yeah, I was not, I, I didn't know how it was going to feel going being on the team with Drew Davis. I didn't know. Uh, yeah, you know, Drew's definitely an energetic character. <laughs> yeah, he's a lot. And I just, uh, I knew Andy was going to be on the team, and I knew I was maybe going to be around the fifth or sixth pick when they had it. Me and Chris were talking about it, because he was thinking he might go to the, he would have gone to the Cobras, obviously, but he was thinking the same thing, too. And uh, I don't know, we just felt like maybe some other teams would give uh, us immediate playing time more than the Cobras, I guess. Yeah, and um, I, I know, like, I, I listened to the Rise Peace podcast, and Noah was on there right before the season started. He said you weren't going to be on the team a lot, and that didn't really translate that well because you were there for every series. And he also said that uh, maybe Steve was going to be pitching for the second game. Yeah, I, I think that um, after or maybe before the season, they really didn't know how dedicated we all were to wiffle ball. 
with the picks and stuff, I really don't think they thought the rookie class was going to turn out how it did right away because, I mean, we a lot of the players made immediate impacts on their teams, and it, you know, changed drastically the the teams of the MLW. I mean, the Gators didn't really do that great last year, and they just won the World Series. So um, I think uh, after the second series, when I pitched against the Gators and Noah and Tommy saw that I had been practicing and, you know, I, I did pretty good and they started me the third game. They they just knew that, okay, well, maybe we can actually keep Tom and Trev on the mound the whole season. So I think that's how it worked out. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, I watched you the whole season and I think you were really, really underrated for us. I think you were, you know, uh, better than Tommy, I think, because you had more wins, you know, and you pitched that marathon against the Gators game too. Uh that was really some, unfortunately, you know, we didn't make the playoffs, yeah. but the, the future is bright, so, you know. Um, so getting into our yeah, next... Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think... Uh... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. It's kind of, it's lagging a little bit, so... Go ahead. Um, so it's... But uh, I think I agree with that. Uh, the future looks good for the Mallards, and uh, that me and Tommy definitely next year are looking to make the playoffs in a run. Yeah, so um, switching over to, like, uh, basically just how you, like, performed. I know you talked about it a little bit, but uh, just, like, going to depth, like, how were your, like, starts? And, like, a lot of people were trashing on you how, like, you didn't have hits, but, like, you walked, and, like, I think you did your part for sure. I, I, I'll i talk about the pitching first, and then I'll get to the hitting. But uh, pitching-wise, I would say, besides the Magic series, the first series, where I don't know why, I just, I, I felt like I had a brain fart, or I was just really nervous, because obviously in the games after that, I was pitching a lot differently than in the Magic series, and they still only got four runs off me, which I feel like was very lucky, like, I was not throwing very fast, any any pitches, any variety, I was just throwing a lob ball, and they couldn't hit it really that well, besides Jason's bomb home run, uh, <laughs> Um, but every other series besides the Magic series, I felt like I was throwing the ball good. Uh, the Diamondback series, I mean, I let up a home run against Ben Wilson, but it's going to happen in football. You're going to give up a dinger here and there. It's just That's just how it is. And unfortunately, we lost to lose that series. But uh, no, I felt like I got my slider, riser, and uh, my sinker working pretty good. So the rest of the season, I felt pretty confident on the mound. Yeah, um, and like, you know, talking about, like, your pitching, unfortunately, you got have a warning, even though, like, the Gators were kind of throwing a little hard there in the Eagle series, you got a warning, and uh, I think that was a little unfair uh, from a standpoint, because Jory and Cheatham came out the gate swinging, they were, they were pretty fast, but, you know, um, unfortunately, you know, there's no limits in the in the tournaments, I don't know if you guys knew that, but, so, like, these players have to go from, like, no speed limit to immediately having a speed limit and you have to, you know, abide by the rules. And if it's too fast, then, you know, you're going to have to slow it down. Yeah, um, (laughs) Jorgie, Chris, and uh, Jason make fun of me because I was the only pitcher to get a speed warning this season. And uh, I don't know. I feel like I've watched a lot. I mean, I watched every video this season and I, I can... I can mark a lot of videos where I've seen people throw, I think, harder than I was throwing in that specific moment. But I think it's just hard for, you know, people to eye out exactly how fast people are throwing. So uh, I think we should get a radar gun and say, 
this speed's the max and you can't go over it because I think the eyeball test is not working for specific people. And I don't know if the speed limit was really enforced too much in the World Series because it looked like, to me, and I play against Chris and, and Kyle and them, but it just looked like they were hucking that thing hard to me. But, you know, it's the World Series, so maybe there's a little more leeway because it's playoffs and they want it to be competitive. I understand that, but they just I feel like they need to have a universal rule so that everyone understands what they can throw. Yeah, sorry for that notification, guys. Um, So, um, uh, basically, I wanted to get into some fan questions because a couple people had a couple questions about, you know, um, your season and um, what it felt like to play. Um, so, MLW Takes an Analysis had, has this question. Who was the hardest hitter to face and who was the hardest pitcher to face? Hmm, that's a that's actually a really good question. Um, it's hard to pinpoint a specific hitter, I guess, because I I only pitched usually one game, but I would have to say uh, I would have to say Jimmy, I guess. Jimmy hit really good good off me uh, in that last series. He was making very good contact against my slider, against my sinker. Um, I don't think my riser was really working that day, but uh, it seemed like Jimmy was making really good contact off me. He didn't hit any homers, but he hit a few off the monster that I was like, he definitely uh, lasered that thing. Now, pitching-wise, gosh, I feel like when we faced the Eagles, Dan could only throw a strike against me, and that was very frustrating because he started off the game walking Johnny or – Walking Tommy or letting up a base hit, and then walking Noah or or walking Johnny in front of me, and then just threw me th- three straight strikes every single time I came up the first three times. So I was like, "Gosh, this is tough." So I would have to say Dan. He he was he was working me. Yeah, Dan's pretty filthy. You know, we've seen it throughout the years, but he wasn't he wasn't so good this year. Last year, I think um, his ERA from last year kind of like. If you put the two seasons together, it makes, like, more sense if he had, like, a .50 ERA for each season. But his ERA last year was insane. So, um, maybe he just had a year, you know. You never know. Yeah, no, I mean, everyone's going to have an on and off year. And it just, you know, Dan didn't really have any help this year pitching-wise or hitting. So, it's going to be tough. Yeah, the next question comes from Angelina Huber. Um, what is um, Tommy looking for in the draft? Uh, I think we can all assume this, but we just, you know, want to know. I mean, me and Tommy have had a few talks and stuff, but uh, I'm pretty sure uh, we're just looking for a, a good hitter to find in this draft. Tommy's doing his research because I don't think there's going to be a winter league this year like there was last year. I'm not for sure. I'm not for sure on that, but. Uh, it just seems like there's not going to be a winter league because of COVID. So I, I would think Tommy's just going to try to find a hitter maybe throughout the tournaments uh, in Michigan and stuff. Yeah, that's that's kind of the difficult part. You know, although the Mallards have the two pick, um, you know, it, it does kind of suck that uh, there's no winter league this year because last year I think that we'll never see another rookie class like that. I mean, you had Jimmy Nort, you had... Nick Saylor, and then you had uh, the Trenton Trains, you, Jason, uh, Brendan, and Chris, uh, and, you know, James Swanson and Max Tomalka. James showed up a lot, but we won't go into Max Tomalka. Oh. 
<laughs> it was a little, it was a little rough. On yeah, the, I, I, how many series did he, did he show up for? Two. One against you guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what I thought. Maybe. Maybe one or two. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he got an out. Uh, maybe. Uh I know. I know. Noah hit a grand slam off him. That's all I know, and that that pretty much broke their spirit right there. Yeah. Um. And uh, so. Uh, uh, the last question here is uh, from Cobras White. He wanted to know what is your goal in the league um, as like a player, and if you were to go to another another team, uh, what would it be? My goal, uh, I think, my goals next year would to be man to just make a deep playoff run. I feel like me and Tommy both both can pitch well enough to to get us there we just need to have timely hits next year and i feel like uh me talking about me batting uh i i did couldn't really get in a groove this year because i was only batting one game a series maybe two it kind of depended on the series and what tommy was feeling so i think with this year me playing every game and probably batting two or three wherever tommy wants to put me uh i think i'll just be able to get more comfortable in the box with more at bats and I'll just be able to do more for the Mallards, maybe more productive for them. Uh, yeah, and um, I, I, I like the future. It's it's bright. If we draft a guy like Jimmy Norp, because that's who the two-pick was, that, that'd be great, too. You know, uh, you were talking about how Jimmy's really talented, and uh, I think everybody can agree that uh, he, he's got he's got some talent. I, I wish, you know, um, Jimmy could definitely be on our team, but uh, obviously Trevor, uh, great pitcher, too, so... Uh, you're very underrated. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know if you saw that MLW tier uh, pitcher list on did, YouTube, yeah. but they said the same thing. So, yeah, I, uh, I think without the Magic series, my stats could have been better too. I think my walks are a little inflated because I had like nine or or eleven walks that series, and then the rest of the time I, I was pitching, I really didn't have that many. So, I think uh, next year is going to be good. Uh, I think, I think Tommy and me were both gonna. He focus on hitting so we can get those hits and more home runs and stuff like that. But uh, I, I think that the Mallards are in a good place. The, if we get a good, like you said, uh, Jimmy North, North draft pick, then we're going to be sitting pretty, I think. Yeah, so I know you I know you talked about it a little bit because I did um, talk some MLB on my last podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of go into, you know, your thoughts on uh, the Tigers. <laughs> oh well, I'm 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 happy they got the um, the Astros old, the Astros GM old uh, or manager right? Was yeah, it? yeah. Um, I'm happy about that, but uh, lately it's just been a little rough to watch the Tigers. It's not as fun as it used to be in from 2010 to 2014 when the Tigers were making the playoffs and. And uh, we had all those pitchers, so I don't know. It's just I miss I miss the stars that the Tigers used to have. Like I was a big Ian Kinsler fan. I liked uh, Max Scherzer a lot when he was a Tiger. He was my favorite. AB obviously still love Miguel Cabrera, but they're just not the same. I don't know if you feel the same way about the Sox. Yeah, uh, I, again, like you're talking about big stars, and we have really no identity besides. Uh, <laughs> Jose Abreu and uh, probably just Jose Abreu. I mean, 
come on, you could say Tim Anderson's a star. I would well, say he's a star. Not, not like Tim Anderson, but like he hasn't been playing that long. Like he's been playing since he played like a half a season in 2016, which I don't know if you consider a season, but you know, yeah. I like. I would still say he's a fan favorite and an energetic young player that the that the Sox should definitely be happy that they have because he brings a good energy to the team. I I like when I go to Comerica and see Tim Anderson there. He's a he's a fun player to watch. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely like a great guy. He's uh, definitely doing a lot for our community over here, and uh, he's he's one of my favorite players to watch. It, the bad flips are so great, but the only thing that I worry yeah. about is. Tony Larusa and you know him being, you know, kind of a wrench in his way because he does he doesn't really like bat flipping if you guys don't know so that's kind of one downside. Yeah, but you know, uh, I guess like you know Jose Abreu, it's great that he won MVP and all that, but like I want more. Like the Tigers went to the World Series in 2012, and although they were swept. Like, the Giants were a hard matchup to face. I mean, that's the best team of... Probably the best team since the Yankees, quite honestly. Like, if I'm being honest. They were, they were very stacked. It was, it was tough. My friend went to a, a World Series game and got to see them lose. So, that wasn't very fun. Yeah, I think Kyle actually talked about how he had tickets for, like, Game 6 or Game 5 or something like that, but they never happened. Yeah, oh yeah, Kyle, Kyle has talked about that. Multiple times uh, when we've been playing at the field, yeah, he uh, he does not like talking about that because you know he obviously would have been able to see a World Series game. I saw JV pitch against the Rangers though when Nelson Cruz was tearing them up, tearing them up. But JV won, so it was awesome. It was awesome to see the Tigers win at home against the uh, the Rangers in the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt. I think that Justin Verlander is probably honestly if i'm being honest he's probably a top 15 player of player i mean pitcher of all time like he won an mvp he has two cy youngs he has thrown three no hitters he's he's amazing like it sucks that he's injured with tommy john right now but you know stuff like that happens well, he's been doing it for a while too so you know he's getting i would say he's getting towards the end of his career maybe a couple of good years left in jv before I mean, I don't even know if he has really one super good year left in him with Tommy John. That's always questionable. Yeah, I know. Uh, Michael Kopech, uh, for the White Sox top prospect, uh, he played in 2018, but then got Tommy John, and he hasn't pitched since 2018. So that's kind of going to kind of be like a main question for us. Um, but uh, you know, uh, Tommy John always, you know, it, it either it can turn your your career around or it can destroy your career completely because uh Definitely. yeah our uh, one of our one of our aces well our ace in 2018 in my opinion because he he was really really good in 2018 carlos ordon he had like a five plus era or something like that and um this year and that's like not acceptable so they they non-tendered him but you know uh that that stuff kind of sucks because he was pretty good with us before he got tommy john and yeah, yeah. Stuff I mean, Strasburg, too, he's a prime example. He he was good for a little bit, and then he kind of started falling off, and then he got Tommy John, and he started, you know what I mean? He started doing his thing again. So, I mean, it can resurrect you, and it can also kill your career. So it's kind of questionable. we got to see. Davey's a little older, too, so I don't know if he can come back 
act like Strasburg did because he was younger in his career when he got Tommy John. Yeah, Strasburg was uh, the 2019 MVP, which is pretty interesting. Uh, MVP of the World Series, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Usually pitchers yeah. don't walk away with, you know, the uh, the World Series MVP. I mean, it's, it's more like, um, I guess, more common than you would see a pitcher winning MVP in general. Um, we've only see a, seen a few of those, and a few of those have happened yeah, pretty yeah. recently. Definitely more common for them to win the World Series MVP than the regular. Yeah, um, so uh, switching into, um, I just wanted to basically, like, uh, wrap up, like, what did you think of, like, like wrapping, wrapping up, like, the year with the, uh, with the Mallards, and um, how do you think they'll do, um, like, next season, and um, what do you think of, you know, missing the playoffs, and, like, are you hungry to win a World Series? Uh, definitely, I mean, uh, uh, the other, my friends that are in the MLW let me know every day that I didn't make the playoffs, even though the Magic didn't really have a great record, so it's kind of tough sitting here knowing that they got a whole video to themselves and everything, and I'm uh, I'm stuck sitting here on the couch during the playoffs. So yeah, it's definitely driving me. I I've been thrown in the winter and stuff, and I already ordered my uh, MLW Strike Zone, the official one that we got sponsored by. So uh, I'm I'm excited for the season and to work on uh, just just grinding on some pitches and uh, hitting in the off season, getting ready for next year for sure. Yeah, I know Tommy was working over the off season, and you know it really does suck. But honestly, going back to your magic point, that is—I mean, I get that the you know um, Wildcats didn't make it last year over the five and ten D-backs. But to put it into perspective for you guys, not only were the Magic two games behind of the Mallards, so if there was no divisions, uh, there would there would be no uh, Mallards missing the playoffs. Not only that, the Magic didn't have the tiebreaker over the Mallards, so they would have to win three games in order to um, get past the Mallards in order to make the playoffs. But, you know, unfortunately, that's just how, you know, luck goes sometimes. It's it's difficult. Yep, it's how the cookie crumbles in MLW. You just gotta, you gotta be better than, uh, gotta be better than three teams in your division. And we weren't. Yeah, and, so you know, the, the sucky part is, like, we were so close to... And I'm I'm tired of hearing all the hate. We were good. Like, um, uh, there was like we got walked off by the Gators like twice. Like that that was just insane. And then it was uh pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, and then you you pitch like five innings, and Chris hits a go ahead home run, and that that stuff's just like you know pretty hard. And you know the Magic series too, like. There was, you guys were facing the Magic, and Tommy, there was, like, bases loaded, there was two outs. Tommy literally just needed to get an out, and then we would be going to the playoffs. But, you know, unfortunately, that stuff just doesn't fall your way sometimes. And, um, you know, uh, the Cobra series was great, though. That was that was great. Yeah, that, that did feel pretty good to sweep the Cobra. But getting back to... To have the season stinking uh, was the fact that we had bases loaded so many times and we just did not come through with. We would either get one run or none, and if we get two in some of those situations, we'd be in the playoffs. We'd win certain games, and we just had a lot of those make or break hits that would get us 
get us a dub or not, and we never had them. So next year we just have to get the bats going and uh, make sure everyone's on the same page. Yeah, just one more probability uh, here. If uh, the cards roll right, if Tommy throws that final strike on Jack, and then all we need to do is just win one game against the Gators and D-backs, or D-backs, I should say, and then we'd be NL Division champions. Like, that's how close we were. And, you know, it does suck, but, you know, uh, like you said, that's just how the cookie crumbles. But um, I, I, for one, am very, very excited for uh, 2021. I know you're going to be working over the off season. I know Tommy is. Um, but could you, like, before we go, could you just give us, like, what you think the roster is going to look like next year and, like, who's going to be showing up? Um, well, I, it's hard to say um, because we haven't really talked about it too much since since we've been out, but I think that uh, it would be a good idea that if we... It, it, we're, we obviously are going to draft someone, too, because that's our spot in the draft, but it, if... If me, Tommy, and Johnny Bean showed up for every series, just us three, I feel like we would we would be fine. I I, I also think that you know if Tommy wants to test out the draft pick and see who we got or whatever, that's a good idea to do. But I mean, I, my prediction would be me, Tommy, and Johnny. Uh, showing up for most series because I have confidence in that group. Yeah, and obviously with Noah retiring, uh, that's you know a really really big hit for us. But um, you know it's it's definitely going to be different because now we're uh, you know we're down Noah, but I think that it it could be you know a good thing to happen because it brings in younger talent and um, I don't I don't think Johnny Bean got a good rap this year. He only played two series, and those series were against, um, like, the surging Diamondbacks and, you know, the uh, the tough Eagles. Um, so that'll probably uh, wrap it up. Um, and uh, I, I want to thank all you guys for uh, tuning in. Trevor, thank you so much for coming on. really means a lot. And, uh, yeah, we'll... we'll uh, Next podcast is on Monday. Um, we're going to be interviewing Hampton Wiffleball um, about their league. And uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will see you, uh, catch you all next time.